We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now let's read that verse again. We're talking about the chastening of the Lord in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He rewards you, not with sickness, not with problems of life. Now let's carry this over to the 12th chapter of Hebrews, verse 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now, one scripture says he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Is he going to reward you with something that is liable to take your life? Something that cripples you? Something that costs you thousands of dollars to keep you from dying? No, God doesn't do that. God is the healer. God is the giver of life. Now, when we realize what he's saying here, he's talking about the idea here is to child train. And he scourgeth every son. It's the scourge of the word. The chastening of the Lord is through the word of God. He chastens us through his word. Paul said some things to the Corinthian church that later they took a beating and him said what he said about them. He said, I've robbed other churches to do you service because they wouldn't give to him, see. He said, I took money from other churches and came and ministered to you. He chastened them with words. How do you train a child? You know, if a child goes to touch a hot stove, you say, don't do that. That thing's hot. It'll burn you. It'll hurt. And you continue with that child until that child learns better than that. Now, what some people get the idea of chastening of the Lord is that God will just knock you down with sickness or disease or something and just try to teach you something. Now, let me ask you, if you, being a parent, if your child walked up and tried to touch a hot stove and you said, well, I'm going to teach you something, just took their hand and stuck it on that stove and just burned big blisters on it and said, now, that's because I love you. I'm teaching you something. Now, you know what would happen to you? They would put you in jail. That is not child training. That is child abuse. And what a lot of people are calling chastening is child abuse. Not child training at all. If God were to do just one-tenth of the things that a lot of Christians accuse Him of doing, if God were to live here on earth, you know where He'd live? He'd be in prison. I mean, wicked men that put him in prison for doing the things that people accuse him of doing if, in fact, he did do them. What do you think they would do to you if they could prove that you gave your child cancer, knowingly gave it to them? I can tell you what they'll do. They'll put you away. There's lawsuits now against chemical companies in this nation that have put chemicals underground and then they finally sold it out as a housing developments and it began to give people different diseases in one place leukemia great lawsuits now over that there's going to be some people have to pay millions of dollars and may even go to prison because they did that 
because they have connected it with a disease. And so they're saying they're the cause of the people having the disease, so they're going to have to pay for it. So if they could prove in a court of law that you gave your child disease, or if you broke your child's leg, you caused your child to have a car wreck and injured him, crippled him for life, man, they'll put you away. That's child abuse. That's not child training. And we need to get rid of this attitude that God is just whipping us into line with all kinds of things. Sickness, disease, and these things that pertain to death are of the devil. They're not of God. If you read the back of the book, you find out that death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. Now, death couldn't be of God. If it is, why is it going to be cast into hell? It's the spirit of death. It's going to be cast into hell. Now, sickness in your body, undefended, just leave it to work out its end results, and it'll produce death. It's not of God. But you see, Satan's ultimate deception is get you to believe that some mysterious way, God is working something in your life because of that. Now, don't misunderstand me. God can work in any situation and get some good out of it. You take an individual that gets sick with a terminal disease and they have to lay in bed for six months and they're thinking about their life and many times they'll get their life straightened out all right. But God didn't do it. They did that because they had time to sit down and think about it. And they realized that, you know, life is short and I may not live much longer and they get their life straightened out. And people accuse God of doing that to get people saved. Now, you know, Romans, the second chapter, verse 4, tells us something about that. It says that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Not problems. It's not problems of life that lead people to repentance. It's the goodness of God. I remember my dad said this several years ago when he got saved and turned his life over to the Lord. He said, the thing that made me want to serve God was that he just blessed me in everything I did. Just blessed me and when I didn't deserve blessing. Well, isn't that what the scripture said? The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Not the problems that God sends. Now, I've heard individuals, maybe you've heard the same individual. Say on television or radio, several years ago I heard a minister. And thank God for the minister. He's doing a great work. He's getting people saved, doing a great work. But it's a shame that he didn't stay with something he knew when he was preaching. Here was his statement. Anything that happens to you in life is the will of God for you. And his reason for saying that was that God has you in the center of his hand. And that the devil can't get to you unless God allows him to. And if God allows him to, then it's God's will for that to happen to you. And you know, with a philosophy like that, you wouldn't need a devil. I mean, that's direct from the pit itself. Now, the man didn't know that. He just thought it sounded good, I guess. But if you just go back and think a little bit, that kind of philosophy will lead you straight to destruction. Let me ask you something. Was it God's will for Adam to sin? Well, now, if God had him in his hand, like he said, let me ask you, was it God's will for somebody to commit suicide? Well, it happened. 
And it must have been the will of God according to that individual, see. And you hear the scriptures quoted. Well, you know, what the Bible says, all things work together for good. And this fellow quoted that scripture, see. Well, now, Paul didn't even believe that. and He's the one that wrote it. Now, listen to me. Paul did not believe that all things wholesale that happens over the earth work together for good. He was talking about an individual situation there. He said, when you know not what to pray for as you ought, then the Holy Spirit make an intercession for you and it helps our infirmities and you pray in the perfect will of God when you pray in tongues. And he said, then we know. When? When do we know? After we prayed in the Spirit that what we prayed about in the Spirit will work together for good. Had nothing to do with the car wreck, had nothing to do with sickness and disease, had nothing to do with anything else except what Paul was talking about there specifically. Now if we can understand that, we'll be a long way down the road toward resisting the devil. Because I'll tell you, the devil's power is almost totally limited to his deception. If he can get you to believing that the things that happen to you is the chastening of the Lord, then you will lay down and play dead and let the devil run over you and destroy your home and your family and everything else and just cry and shed tears and say, oh, but it'll be worth it all when we get to heaven. When you get to heaven and found out you could have stopped it by the name of Jesus and the word of God, then there'll be some more tears shed. <laughs> Somebody said there'll be no tears in heaven. Well, I don't know. He says he'll wipe away all the tears from our eyes. <laughs> when we find out what we could have had and didn't have because we misunderstood the word of God and were deceived by the devil. I want you to know that you can live victorious in this life here while you're here now. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to experience some victory. You resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But now let me tell you, if you don't resist him and if you don't know it's him working, you won't resist him. But you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Well, let's get back over here. We're talking about the chastening of the Lord. Let's go back to the 12th chapter of Hebrews. From verse 5, read down through a few more verses here. Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now the chastening here is child training. Ephesians 6, 4, the same word that's translated chasten here in Hebrews 12 is translated nurture. In 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, the same word translated chastening in Hebrews 12 is the same word here that's translated instruction. All scripture is given for chastening toward righteousness. Could we say it that way? Since it is the same word that's translated chasten. All scripture is given to chasten you toward righteousness. God bless you. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before we leave the broadcast, offer all of this week will be CD offer number 7121. It's entitled, The Chastening of the Lord. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. In Hebrews, the 12th chapter, there are so many people that are confused about 
what is written here from verse 5 down a few verses. Let's look at it. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Now notice he said, you've forgotten the exhortation. That's the way God chastens us. He chastens us with his word. Verse 6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with a son. For what son is he whom the Lord chasteneth not? But if you are without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, in other words, all sons are partakers of the chastening, then you are illegitimate sons. Now, when you look at this, if God used sickness and disease to chasten people, then the only people that would be sick would be the people that were born again. Christians would be the only one that would get sick because he does not chasten those that are not his sons. Furthermore, we have fathers after our flesh who correct us, and we give them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? Notice, he chastens us with the word he chastens our spirit with the word the father of spirits that's the key for verily for a few days the fleshly fathers chastened us after their own pleasure but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness now if sickness and disease was being used to chasten it would make you righteous and you know that's not right you need the cd offer number 7121 single cd for a total of eleven dollars we have a toll-free order line 1-877-396-9400 until tomorrow this is charles caps reminding you the enemy is defeated god is exalted and yes jesus is coming soon to order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Camps Ministries and our listeners in this area.